Hi, my name is Winnie Tan, and you're listening to Monogatari Tales from Japan, a podcast where we talk about history, folklore, and the mythical creatures from the land of the rising sun. Walk down any street in Japan, whether in tourist towns, the suburbs, or right in the middle of the city, and you might find a little sculpture of a creature about knee height. Standing in front of a shop or a residential house. To someone only seeing this for the first time, it's not immediately clear what the creature is exactly. Is it a dog? A bear? Maybe a monkey? Its appearance is unusual to say the least. The markings around its perfectly round eyes are reminiscent of a raccoon's. Its snout is short and slightly pointed. And inside its mouth is a perfect row of teeth. What's most unusual about this creature, though, is hard to say. Is it the pot belly, its giant straw hat, and other accompanying articles, or maybe the fact that it doesn't seem to resemble any familiar animal at all? And what's that between its legs? The sculpture is a caricature of an animal known as the tanuki. Or the Japanese raccoon dog. In recent times, the most famous tanuki is likely the perpetually droopy-eyed landlord Tom Nook of Nintendo's Animal Crossing games. The character is stout and fuzzy, and his love for bells, the in-game currency, is rivaled only by his love for his two nephews, who are mini versions of himself. For some, Tom Nook could be their very first encounter with the tanuki. In Japanese folklore, though, the tanuki has been one of the most represented animals since the Edo period, appearing in many folk stories from across the country. Interestingly, the tanuki can be portrayed in different ways in these stories. Depending on the tale, it can be a wicked trickster intent on causing harm, or just a mischievous shapeshifter. If the tanuki was a pest at worst. And an occasional source of nuisance at best. Why are they now proudly placed on doorsteps? Today we learn more, and we start with an old tale. Once upon a time, there lived an old man who made his money buying and selling odd antiques, objects, and knickknacks. Every day, with a large wicker basket on his back. The old man walked through the village, gathering used objects from the villagers to sell elsewhere. One day, the old man was making his way down the road on one of his trips when he came across three children who were tormenting a wild tanuki. They had put a rope around the tanuki's neck and beat it with sticks while the poor animal pawed and struggled to get away. The old man was kind and couldn't bear to see an animal treated in this cruel way. He reached a hand into his pocket, withdrew some coins, and offered them to the children while imploring them to leave the poor tanuki alone. Happy with his offering, the children complied. With the children distracted, the tanuki quickly scampered away, and the old man quietly continued on his way. That night, the same tanuki the old man had rescued appeared before him. It thanked the old man and, in return, said it would transform into a golden chagama or tea kettle, which the old man could peddle for money. 
Without another word, the tanuki leapt up in the air with a flip and a flourish, and landed on the ground with a clang. It had indeed turned into a golden tea kettle, exactly as it had promised. The old man was astonished at the transformation that took place before his eyes, and was even more impressed when he picked the object up. The golden kettle was beautiful. It shone and gleamed, and most amazingly, showed no trace of having ever been a furry animal at all. The old man thought of a Buddhist priest whom he knew especially liked tea kettles, and went to look for the man the very next day. At the temple, the old man said that he had a special kettle for sale, and offered a reduced price of three gold coins for the priest. Inspecting the wares and satisfied with what he saw, the priest gladly paid the old man and sent him on his merry way. The priest was eager to put his new tea kettle to use, and it was promptly handed over to the priest's young apprentice, who was told to wash, polish, and put it on to boil. At the back of the temple, with the tea kettle in hand, the young apprentice got to work, washing it thoroughly and beginning to polish. But just as he began to put more pressure into polishing, the kettle started crying out. "Ow!" the kettle exclaimed. "That hurt." This startled the apprentice monk, who dropped the kettle and ran quickly into the main room where the priest sat. He shakily told the priest that the kettle had spoken, only for the priest to tell him to stop fooling around and to get back to work. Though dismayed, the young apprentice had to do as he was told. This time, he laid the kettle on the hearth to boil. As soon as he set the kettle down, though, the kettle let out a loud cry, almost as if it had been set on fire. And there, right before the young apprentice's eyes. The kettle wiggled, sprouted arms and legs, and sprang off the hearth onto the floor. Fortunately for the young apprentice, the priest saw what had just happened and immediately recognized the kettle as bakemono, or a transformed object. A temple was no place for an enchanted kettle, and so the priest instructed his apprentice to return it to the old man at once. Not soon after it had arrived at its new home, the golden tea kettle found its way back to the old man again. The tanuki showed no signs of dismay, though, because it had another idea. You see, even as a tea kettle, the tanuki could perform tricks. If it couldn't be sold, surely its tricks could still turn a profit for the old man. The tanuki told the old man exactly that. And the next day, the old man went into the village like he always did. Only this time, he didn't have his basket to hold his merchandise. At the village square, the old man beat a drum and hollered at the villagers to come see the amazing tea kettle. The duo quickly drew a crowd. The tanuki tea kettle balanced skillfully on a tightrope and performed energetic somersaults to the beat of the drum as onlookers gasped in awe. Such a show became impossible to miss, and word of the old man and the amazing performing tea kettle spread quickly across the land. The show became so popular that in every village the duo traveled to, audiences clamored for a spot, and every day they performed to a full house, 
Very soon, the tickets sold to eager audiences had made the old man very rich indeed. In fact, the old man had accumulated so much wealth that he decided he no longer had a need for more. Having come to his realization, the old man spoke to the Tanuki tea kettle, thanking it for all the wealth and blessings it had brought. He was very grateful, but suggested that perhaps it was time for the both of them to rest and retire. The Tanuki listened, then said that if this was indeed the old man's wish, then the Tanuki wouldn't object. They shared a quick farewell, and with a large sum of money and the golden tea kettle in his hand, the old man returned to the temple to seek out the priest and to make his offering. This time, the priest was happy to take the tea kettle in. Happy that the tea kettle was in good hands, the old man left the temple alone. With the old man's generous offering, the priest promised to take good care of the tanuki tea kettle. And from that day on, the golden tea kettle rested peacefully on the floor of the temple, and there it remained just as it was to this very day. There's apparently no limit as to what a shape-shifting tanuki can do. In various folktales, the tanuki has transformed into objects and people too. In fact, the story of the golden tea kettle was said to have originated from a temple known as Morinji, located in Tatebayashi city of Gunma prefecture. If one visits the temple today, one might see a certain tea kettle housed within its walls. Accounts of the actual events that took place vary, as tales of this nature often do, but one version of the story goes like this. In the Oe period, between the 1390s and 1420s, Morinji Temple was a popular spot for visitors and pilgrims. During this time, the monks of the temple would prepare hot water in tea kettles for the guests. Because the temple welcomed so many people each day, the tea kettles were always quickly emptied all except for one. A visiting priest at the time by the name of Shukaku had a tea kettle that no matter how much water was poured out of it, always remained full and boiling. When asked, he claimed that the tea kettle would never run out and that the water from the tea kettle would bring the drinker good fortune and prosperity. The kettle was therefore known as Bunbuku Chagama, Bunbuku for the distribution of prosperity, and chagama meaning tea kettle. Legend has it that Shukaku was later found out to be a tanuki in disguise and was promptly chased out of Morinji. While the mysterious and mischievous nature of the tanuki is preserved in old stories, the tanuki sculpture is found everywhere in Japan today, as far from the shape-shifting trickster it used to be. As times changed and so do beliefs, a tanuki sculpture today is in fact a symbol welcoming good fortune. Take a look at one of these sculptures and you should identify 8 key elements that make them a symbol of prosperity. The tanuki wears a hat on its head, protecting against trouble and natural disasters, and its big eyes are a reminder to its owner to be alert and to make good decisions. 
The tanuki sculpture is always depicted with a friendly smile for luck in building good relationships, and a round tummy that symbolizes bold and calm decisiveness. Moving further down, the tanuki holds an object in each hand. A sake bottle representing virtue, and a promissory note representing trust and confidence. At the bottom, an oversized scrotum to bring wealth, and a large tail for steadiness and successful endeavors. Pottery artist Fujiwara Tetsuzo, born in the late 1800s, was a young apprentice in Kyoto when he had a dream one night. In it, he saw a group of tanuki frolicking in the moonlight. It was nothing too out of the ordinary in itself, except the tanuki were beating their round bellies like a drum, producing a bright thumping sound. Fujiwara later learned from his parents that hearing a tanuki beat its belly drum was a rare occurrence observed only by a select few, and he took it as a good sign. He allegedly kept a little tanuki of his own as a pet, and in 1935 created the very first tanuki sculpture with the eight symbols of luck and fortune in the town of Shigaraki of Shiga Prefecture. In 1951, the Showa Emperor went on his tour across the country. On the road leading towards Shiragaki town, welcoming the Emperor were rows of tanuki, holding flags of the rising sun in their clay paws. This left an impression on the Emperor, who wrote a tanka poem describing the scene, and the lucky tanuki shot to nationwide popularity. On the train platform of Shigaraki town, Tanuki sculptures of every size are lined up, welcoming all who visit. In fact, it would be hard not to see one of the critters looking up or down at you anywhere in Shigaraki, as the Tanuki sculptures guard everything from the station to temples to shops. So the next time you see a Tanuki, say hello. You never know what fortune it might bring. And with that, we come to the end of this episode of Monogatari, Tales from Japan. If you like what you heard, follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to get the latest episodes. And if you really liked it, leave a rating. Thank you for listening.